Recording this the morning of Monday, January 29th, following the AFC and NFC Championship Games in the National Football League. I am Todd Wright. Thank you for listening to my podcast. The Todd Wright Toddcast is presented by Brandon Legal Group. They are your full-service law firm servicing the greater Tampa Bay area, longtime supporters of my podcast and my golf tournaments. I am a paid non-attorney spokesperson telling you that you are that if you are an adult male and a resident of the state of Florida and you are paying permanent alimony, what are you waiting for? It is time to reduce your financial obligation because the law changed on July 1st, 2023. Permanent alimony is no longer law in the state of Florida. Let's reduce your financial obligation or perhaps eliminate it altogether. Brandon Legal Group can help. 813-902-3576 or request a free consultation at brandonlegalgroup.com. Stop paying permanent alimony in the state of Florida. Pin Chasers. Pin Chasers will be hosting Down to Bowl to benefit um, the local Down Syndrome uh, organization. I attended this event last year, uh, provided a very small amount of support. I know it meant more to Drew just that I showed up rather than the money I spent uh, on uh, raffle tickets or whatever Michael calls them. Uh, place was packed. It was so well done. Anthony Peroni and the people at Pin Chasers know how to host events. They know how to host capacity crowds like I saw when I went bowling with my friend Berenice. And her, uh, her young, enthusiastic, way over-energetic son who sucks the life out of me just being around him, whether we're doing putt-putt golf or uh, we're bowling or whatever. Uh, he's an awesome kid. She's a great mom. Pin chasers, handles big crowds so well. Down to bowl, will sell out. You can get information on the Bone website, uh, which I believe is theboneonline.com, uh, for Lane and party reservations independent of Drew and John's down to bowl event, go to pinchasers.net, start having fun. My email is right.todd at yahoo.com, right.todd at yahoo.com. Speaking of Drew, let me throw this out very quickly. Um, Drew, I gave Drew credit this morning in a private phone call. And I said, Drew, it was you who accurately identified for me and anyone else who was actually paying attention to you within the last few years, that when somebody says that they plan on doing something, they usually don't do it. Drew identified that, shined light on it, shone, shined, flashed light on that. And he's right. If you're in someone's space, especially if you're looking at them face to face or you're talking to them one on one. And if they say, I'm planning on, in most cases, that means they're not going to do it. Otherwise, they just remove, as Drew says, the planning and say, give you an example. Uh, Hey, I'm having some people over on Saturday. Response. Oh, I'm planning on being there means chances are they aren't coming. Here's a response that says they're coming. Yeah, I'll be there. What time? Very simple. It's a tell. So I told Drew today, 
I have an addition to his call out of people who say they plan to do something. It's people who say I need to. It's the same thing. I need to stop smoking rather than I'm going to stop smoking. Now, this doesn't apply to me. I'm giving you that sort of as an outdated example. Although I was driving, <laughs> I was driving through downtown Tampa to a meeting with the wonderful um, people at the um, 1905 restaurant group, Ulele Columbia, Goody Goody, Cha Cha Coconuts, uh, which one am I leaving out? Cafe Santa Stefano. They reminded me they have the cafe, the Columbia Cafe at the Tampa Bay History Museum. They sponsor my golf tournaments. They give me some wonderful prizes. I help out with their gourmet golf tournament every year. The point is, I was on my way to that meeting. I'm driving past. I walk past the courthouse, and there's a little crosswalk there. And you stop for people in this crosswalk. So I stopped. I was right up front with one other car. Crossing the street, everything from uh, a vagabond to a smoking hot female. And yes, I pick my words wisely. As they all get through the crosswalk and we start proceeding, I go to sneak one more peek at the smoking hot woman leaving the courthouse. Very well dressed. And she's firing up a lung dart the minute she got across the crosswalk. And I was like, well, that's the end of that. So she would say to me, I need to stop smoking or I plan to stop smoking when the truth is if she actually planned to stop burning a heater, she'd say, I stopped smoking or I'm going to stop smoking. Yeah. So there you go. So if someone says I plan to, or I need to, Drew might have more on this on the show after I brought it up. Drew started this. It's a tell that it ain't happening. It ain't happening. They just don't want to say it. They know what they need to do, but in the end, they don't want to do it. So there you go. All right. We've got two weeks to praise the Chiefs and the Niners and talk about who wins and why, who loses and why, to compliment these organizations for what they have done for a handful of years now, being consistently in the mix as Super Bowl contenders. So let's focus on who lost. Lions, Ravens. And in its simplest form, any of you who listen to my podcast know, I said various times about the Lions until Dan Campbell screws this up. So much was going the Lions way. But at some point, I kept saying, Dan Campbell's going to mess this up. He's going to make a big mistake. We had evidence of that buried in the well, why did the ref, how did the Cowboys win that game late in the regular season? Why did the ref announce the wrong number? The bigger 
more significant moment was Dan Campbell in the next play went for two from the seven. Then the next play he went for two from the three and a half. Mm -mm. As Mike Florio wrote about and talked about within the last 12 hours, there's a difference between being aggressive and being stupid and reckless. I'll credit Campbell for saying that's the gig. I own it. I know people will question it. Bring it on. Well, Dan, I'm bringing it on too. Because Dan also said, this may have been our shot. Dan, you're right. Now, at least he has the right attitude. Because at this point, and the Lions are likely to lose their offensive coordinator. So now what happens with that trickle-down effect on Jared Goff and that offense? Although, why were they not throwing to Amon Ross St. Brown as a double-digit lead in the second half went to zero? I mean, heck, even on the, the drive for the what turned out to be the meaningless touchdown where they mismanaged the clock with a bunch of timeouts, they did that too. I knew Atlanta would never recover with that group after blowing a 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl to Tom Brady and the Patriots. At that point, the Falcons just needed to blow it up. Blow it up. Shuffle the deck significantly. That was last year. We're not going to run it back because that's the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing to a, and achieving the same result. Yeah. Atlanta did it until eventually they never got back. Dan Quinn finally left. Matt Ryan finally left. Kyle Shanahan left the next, what, weeks later. We'll get to that. We've got a couple of weeks here. Um, the Kyle Shanahan era of being close really started the year of Super Bowl 51. We're now on Super Bowl 58. We'll get to Kyle in a future podcast. But Atlanta, as one columnist wrote in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, the most Atlanta game ever. Talking about the city's history of winning big. Now since now the Braves have won big twice and once since the Falcons blew Super Bowl 51. Detroit the third quarter was the most Detroit quarter ever. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And it was self-inflicted in many cases. Campbell should take blame. You've got a key fumble. You've got a ball going off a defensive back's face that was caught for a huge play. You've got a key drop pass. So many things that the Lions didn't do or where they hurt themselves in blowing a 17-point Halftime lead. 
And yes, I am in the group. I don't know why we're doing this. Like we talked about on a previous podcast, we're Nate Burleson, Nickelodeon Nate Burleson, who's been hanging out with the soccer moms too much, where every kid gets a trophy after the Tyler Bass miss against the Chiefs. By the way, those throwing around that Josh Allen meme, that the team that beats Josh Allen in the playoffs loses the next playoff game, done. You'll never see that again. Mahomes just ended that meme. That's out. Never thought about it anyway. Won't be seeing that one again. But yeah, Nate Burleson on the NFL today after the Bills lose to the Chiefs in the division round. Don't blame the kicker. It's not the kicker's fault. Yeah, we did a whole podcast how it was the kicker's fault. And in all cases... Teams that lost in the divisional round had a kicker miss a key kick. So much in the same vein, those who are defending Dan Campbell, well, this is what got them there. Yeah, and as I've been saying, this is going to be a reason you don't ultimately win at all. Just because it gets you there doesn't mean it can get you all the way. Love what Mike Florio did on PFT Live on Monday morning, talking about the delicate balance and sort of blowing holes at times in analytics. Yeah, analytics should be a determining factor, not be the only factor. Not when it's recklessly aggressive, stupid, and potentially damaging. One very loyal listener of my podcast said he defended Dan because the field goal kicker isn't that good from those distances. Well, then get another fucking kicker. Just like I talked about last week, there are a dime a dozen. Heck, if you're the Niners this week, no offense to Jake Moody. Well, who cares? Why don't you do a kicker tryout? Isn't Robbie Gold still out there? Or did he kick like the last week for the Giants for like just to pay holiday bills? You really want to send Jake Moody out there in Las Vegas for a key kick? Dan Campbell had an opportunity to make it a three-score game. To counter that the Niners had just hit a field goal. Then to kick off, have the Niners start at their own 25, make them go length of the field. Still a three-score game. Now almost half the third quarter is gone. What you got? Didn't do it. Down three in the conference title game. Now you're down. You got an opportunity for a field goal inside of 50 yards to tie the game, kick off, make the other team go length of field, say, all right, we're even. Now what you got? Nope, not doing that either. That's a self-inflicted wound. It's bad that Dan did it. I admire that he's accountable for it. The Lions can't run this back, especially without their OC. This was your shot. I do not expect this Lions team to be in this spot next year. Jared Goff could have been, 
amazing. Could have been the first quarterback that lost his first chance to win a Super Bowl, that was a the losing quarterback in a Super Bowl, to get back to a second Super Bowl since Jim Kelly. And insert your own about how Jim Kelly did it four straight times and then never got back after that. Yeah, that's still the last quarterback to lose his first start in the Super Bowl and get back to try again. It was Jim Kelly. It was 30 years ago. That's how hard it is. Also, one thing did blow up. The 9 out of 10 did not become 10 out of 11. Nine of the 10 previous Super Bowls had included at least one participant that hadn't won a playoff game the previous year, showing you could go from no playoff wins to being in the Super Bowl. Nine out of 10 previous years. It's now nine out of 11. Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year. Niners won two playoff games last year, opening round over Seattle, divisional round over Dallas, and then lost when they were out of quarterbacks in the NFC title game against Philly because Brock Purdy hurt his arm. So I guess we're getting the game we were supposed to get, the rematch. I don't... I don't know that fans were clamoring for this game. I hope it's good. We got two weeks to talk about. It. So there's what I have on the lines for you. Now let's talk about the predicted Lamar Jackson playoff face plant. No, it wasn't all him, but you're the quarterback. The ball's in your hands. It wasn't a high scoring game. The Chiefs won with 17. 17. That's all the Ravens defense gave up. 17. That's it. Zay Flowers takes some of this blame as well. Todd Munkin takes some of this blame as well. Why, if you're only down two scores, are you only calling six running back plays to running backs? Bad game for Munkin. This falls on Lamar Jackson. John Harbaugh's won Super Bowls. Defense, for the most part, did their job. You hold Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Kelsey, and a hot Pacheco to 17? You can't score 18? You're Lamar Jackson. You can do whatever you want. Lamar said, yeah, I, before the playoffs, yeah, I know I'm one and three in the postseason. And mm -hmm. yeah, he said things are going to be different. They weren't. Lamar, you showed again, you don't have it. Much like Dak Prescott doesn't have it. Lamar Jackson, two and four lifetime. In the postseason. Dak Prescott, two and five lifetime in the postseason. You either have it or you don't. Those guys don't have it. Now the Ravens are attached to Lamar for the foreseeable future. Dallas could still get off Dak if they wanted to. Jerry could make 
Dak play this out this season, just like he's letting McCarthy play out his contract. And I don't think it will result in anything big. And most people agree with me. By the way, Lamar, if you're so damn good, if you're a franchise quarterback, not only why are you two and four in postseason games, why has your team lost 25 straight games when down 10 or more at halftime? Some of those I know you were injured for. Not not a majority, though. The Ravens have lost 25 straight games when down 10 or more at halftime. Mm-hmm. Let that sit in. Chiefs led 17-7 at half. Ten points in pro football is not a big deal. You want to know how it's not a big deal? Niners were down 17 at half. There you go. Brock Purdy and the Niners did something. The Ravens, led by Lamar Jackson, haven't done in 25 straight. Overcome a double-digit halftime deficit. I said on our last podcast, if the Chiefs had the lead going into the fourth quarter and momentum, they're going to win the game. Because Lamar Jackson hadn't jumped that hurdle yet. The Ravens haven't dealt with this adversity. The Chiefs and adversity smacked them right in the balls. And down they go. So there's a couple of called shots by me on Dan Campbell and Lamar Jackson. Remember the Seinfeld episode where Elaine was wondering if men were sponge-worthy? Dan Campbell, Lamar Jackson, not Super Bowl-worthy. Keep tuning in for more podcasts. We'll start looking ahead. We'll start talking about the coaching moves. We might be about close to ending all these head coaching moves. Um, also, no, nah, I'll save that. I had, a, I had another one I've been working on involving uh, Arthur Smith being an OC, but we'll save that for a future podcast. Thanks for your time. The Todd Wright Toddcast is presented by Brandon Legal Group and Pin Chasers. You can follow me on Instagram at ToddWright2121, Twitter X at ToddWright2121. Email me at wright.todd at yahoo.com. We'll talk to you later this week.